0: I think what's lovely about textiles is that it can encompass such a huge mix of different techniques and approaches and um, so, I mean, textiles is such a a wide kind of um, umbrella really for so many different things. Um, So I guess it just opened my eyes to all sorts of different possibilities.
1: Today I'm talking to the textile artist, Alice Fox.
0: Hello. Hello,
1: Alice. Good morning. Hi. it's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. And you. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you today because I absolutely love what you're doing, um, your artwork and and your your whole philosophy. So I would love to talk more about that.
0: Great, yeah, thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> Where are you based,
0: Alice? Um, I'm in West Yorkshire in the UK. And did you grow up there? Um. Not right here. I've moved about a bit, but I've been here for about twenty years. So.
1: Oh really? Okay. So you you're um you're a local.
0: <laughs> it depends who you ask. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you've got the lovely accent.
0: Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I grew up in the, in the north of England. So. Um. It, it kind of. Yeah. I'm I'm vaguely local <laughs> oh,
1: okay <laughs> but Alice um first I have to ask you as a child did you already have the interest in art and and collecting because you have to be a bit of a collector to do what you are doing
0: yeah definitely I've always I've always collected things um and I've always made things. I mean, as a child, my I can remember my bedroom floor was just covered in paper and stuff. I was always making mm-hmm. things. Um so so yeah, I've definitely always had a an interest in in art and craft and um and um and the natural world. So in terms of collecting, I mean I was really um interested as a child in things like finding, you know, a, a Butter, a dead butterfly and and then collecting it and you know I still got some of those things that I I collected as a child but partly just as as a kind of um out of natural history interest um okay. as as much as a kind of artistic angle but they kind of go hand in hand I think really mm-hmm. um so studying things for their kind of scientific um for the interest in that or um but also for their beauty and and to, to be able to draw them or whatever. So, yeah. So,
1: did you grow up in, in the countryside then where you had the, the, exposure to all of this um
0: I did I grew up in 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 a town um but um I suppose we've uh, as a child we always went to um, the west coast of Scotland on holiday mm. and I did a lot of um, you know mountain climbing with my dad and and my family and that kind of thing so so the outdoors has always was always a part mm. of life growing up um I had grandparents that lived in the country so going there was you know um I really really enjoyed that kind of exploring um wider spaces so yeah a, a kind of mixed uh mixed kind of upbringing i suppose in terms of access to mm. to the countryside and so on yeah
1: and and science was that a big thing or yeah, like a big interest for you
0: again i think they the two kind of go hand in hand i mean um uh we again on those family holidays we we would be um we would be seeing birds and flowers and then looking them up to see what they were and um, my mum was very interested in botany and so um it's that they it's all just part of of the same kind of uh passion for for the for what what's around us i think yeah Um, yeah so i've i've always loved that kind of um the natural history element of of um of Seeing what's around us and 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 knowing being able to identify what what the things are that I'm seeing, um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's all tied up really.
1: Yeah, and in school, did you because you you're talking, uh, you know, you mentioned craft, but this is really art what you are doing. Uh, also, you have to have the craft aspect of it. Yeah. But in school, did you have opportunity or? Uh, was what you were doing? Um, did you think then you were an artist?
0: Well, I always enjoyed art at school, and I did, a, yeah, uh, I did a bit. So yeah, I did, I did GCSE and then A level art, um, and I was very tempted to go to art college at that point, but um, but was also equally interested in um, in the sciences. So I also studied biology and geography, and then I ended up going to to. To, um, a, geog- a physical geography degree to, to start with. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. Again, the the two kind of uh, yeah. hand in hand. And, and and in a sense, at that point, I did kind of put art aside for a while. Um, but but I suppose I always felt it's the kind of thing that it's you know something like that's always part of your life. Um, it, it doesn't you know whether it's your uh, profession or not. It's it's there, isn't it? So. Um, then, then after I had um, children and, and um, I was um, off work with, with small children, I, I kind of, I suppose I re-engaged with um, my artistic side and then decided that I wanted to retrain. And um, and yeah, so that's when I went to study textiles.
1: Okay. But it must be wonderful if when your children were little to also involve them in something like that.
0: Uh, in a way, yeah, I think it's just, as I suppose they were just used to me picking up odd yeah, things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the house is full of of stuff that I've collected at different points or, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just normal to them. Um, yeah.
1: So you went in and you had, you studied textiles. Why specifically did you want to study textiles?
0: Well, I, um. I before I went to do the degree, I did um, an adult education class just as a um, you know a, an afternoon a week um, yeah. at a local a local college that was um, that was specifically in textiles. I think before I'd done that, I would have been more likely to go and do fine art, but um, I went to this course with a friend, and and that just sparked, I suppose, an interest in specifically in textiles. And then I felt I wanted to take it further and go and do a degree, but I, I all through the degree, even though it was, um, it was kind of aimed at um, the more commercial side of textiles, so design for um, for textiles. I always had the kind of a uh, slightly more kind of fine art approach. Um, and so by the time it came to the final year and we could kind of self-direct what we wanted to do um, I was much more um, interested in in making art pieces rather than design for sort of commercial application mm-hmm. um, so in a sense I was able to kind of take from that what was useful to me and then use it in a way um, that was right for me mm-hmm. yeah
1: but now and this is just about because I'm also a mom. And um my children are now older, but I can remember also the um you know the time that you need when your children are little and and even if they're in school or their activities, how did you <laughs> get to study something like because I know I'm yeah. studying textiles, you've got a lot of work and practical work to do. Yeah. And so how did you
0: manage that? Well, I did it part time, so it took me five years to do the degree. Um, There's no way I could have done it full time and and Mm. and engaged properly. Um, But I think, I mean, as as you know, as a mum, you 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 learn to to organise your time accordingly and take kind of snippets of time here and there. Um, And I mean, I can remember when I was at at college that people saying to me. how how are you how can you be so prolific in in terms of the work you're making and i think it was just you know particularly as a mature student you're mm. there because you really want to you know you really want to be um and having gone through the you know the the degree um the first degree i did and you know it, it, you're there for different reasons um as a mature student i think um or or you can be more focused and i think as as a parent you're even more focused yeah um, so yeah, do, do part time made a big difference, um, and um, yeah, just just being really organised and and taking opportunities. But I think also, I mean, in a way, this this also it applies to the way that I work now. You mm-hmm. you don't switch off from. You know, just because you leave the college doesn't mean that you're not thinking about things or, you know, you can be you can be thinking about your work when you're washing up or driving somewhere. And actually, in some ways, those kind of removed activities, repetitive domestic activities are actually, I find, can be quite a useful time for reflecting on things in a, you know, in in not in a very um, structured way. But but. Yeah, I think it's it's partly just about that kind of um, that. it it enters all parts of your life and um that's not to say I can't switch off completely when I need to but but it but it's about I I feel very much that the way I work is about a way of life it's not yes it's my profession but it's not a job that I I kind of go to the office and then leave behind it's it's with me all the time it's a way of life really
1: and I I agree with you about that stepping away because I found that sometimes with photographs as well if you constantly working on something and you just have to go away and you come back you see it in a different light and yeah mm. but um so when you studied now the textiles do you think this made a a big um change in how you then started doing this art
0: yeah definitely um yeah I mean working with cloth that is is very different to um, to perhaps what I, I would have done before um, but I think uh, I think what it enabled me to do was to bring in some of the kind of interest in the natural world so I mean I, I I'm particularly interested in using natural natural dyes natural stains I, I do draw quite a lot but I I make my own inks and and try and use it as much as I can that's kind of um, natural so um, it's so it's partly about that a real appreciation for materials um and a questioning of materials and where they come from Um, and yeah I think um it really it really got me going on um things to do with kind of texture and um and then I mean since then I kind of things have shifted and my work's gone much more three dimensional and and so on but but that I think what's lovely about textiles is that it can encompass such a huge mix of different techniques and approaches and um so I mean textiles is such a a wide kind of um, umbrella really for so many different things um so I guess it just opened my eyes to all sorts of different possibilities um yeah
1: yeah and I read you also um much aware of the environment and sustainability and um was that also something that has been in you all the time I mean that you've been aware of all the time
0: yes absolutely Mm -hmm. and something you know as a child I was really passionate about that so uh, to me it's just a natural step that that that's part of that that underpins the way that I work now um I mean I'm I'm always sort of questioning what I'm doing and what what kind of impact it has um not to that's not to say that that I'm absolutely perfect you know there are always things that we shift in but um, but it's, it's, it's a very important part of, of my approach. And I think particularly because I feel like the, in our, in an artistic practice, um, it's a part of life where I have control over, you know, we have, there are so many parts of our lives that we don't have full control over kind of what's available to us or whatever, that the structures that we live within. And, um, whereas, me deciding how to run my artistic practice um I, you know it's up to me to make make those decisions so it is something I can I can sort of try my best to to make as sustainable as possible um yeah so it's um it's, it's a work in progress but and, and I feel that it's um it's it's not just about um it's it's not necessarily about a kind of campaigning kind of activity. Yeah, but I do feel that by by working in a particular way, I can show other people potentially that um, that there are you know there is a there is a way uh, there is an approach that that might be um, more sustainable than than others.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with you there that it's you know that and and I think also it's that. Uh, when it's when it's presented in a way like oh you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't that and you shouldn't use this and but rather than saying look this is what I can do with and still be um, you know ec- ecologically minded and and thinking of my environment and th- these are all the possibilities that are um, available and I think it is you know if if we just start thinking and and getting a bit back to to the basic things, then we realise how much is there. Mm. Um, but now tell me the different things you are making and, and the different um, products you are making.
0: Um okay so um I mean I, I make I make artwork I'm not making functional objects really. Um mm. I'm making um what's what's often might be seen as quite experimental objects. So they're mm. art pieces, but um because I'm using the um, the things that I find, um, sometimes they that comes from object. You know, I might pick up a, a piece of something, and then that sparks off um, a way of working with it. Sometimes I'm creating structures um, or surfaces with different materials, and the the main kind of materials that I'm focusing on at the moment are all things that are grown on my allotment. Um, So, um, I grow flax to process into linen, um, as much for the kind of, um, engagement with that whole kind of process, there are lots of different steps to go through to, to, um, um, in that and it's, you know, slightly different every year. Um, and it's, um, it's a long process that that it Mm -hmm. takes quite a lot of effort, but also that's about understanding, you know, the, um, understanding what we wear, you know, (laughs) everything we have has come from, um, you know, how it's been made and it's very easy to be kind of removed from that process. Um, So I I grow flax, but then I'm also increasingly using um, a lot of what people would, most people would class as weeds. So nettle for um, taking the fiber from that, brambles, blackberries, um, fiber. Um, In fact, this is, I've got a piece here, which is, um, so this is an old uh, spade handle, uh, Mm -hmm. top. Um, and then this is the the vessel that's made um added onto it is made from bramble fiber so it's really strong Wow. Um, um, this is amazing and and uh, you say the fiber how
1: do you remove the fiber
0: um so it's a case of um stripping uh, p- picking the the stems when the at the right time so um oh. now is good uh, through the kind of summer into early autumn um and stripping off the leaves and thorns, and then um, you scrape away the thorns, um, and then you um, and then you can basically split away the the fibre from the. Um, the core um and then it gets dried so there's there's kind of a whole again every fiber has a different set of processes mm-hmm. so that's the bramble i'm also using um bindweed a lot which um which is mm-hmm. a you know most gardeners absolutely hate i have a kind of love hate relationship with it because <laughs> right. i still hate it at times uh, this is a uh, this is bindweed um ah, beautiful so you can see the the kind of real lovely mix of tones in there um, yes. And uh, I mean, there's there's hours and hours of work in that um, just because it's quite fine once it's dry.
1: So, uh, that, again, it's very strong.
0: Of, is
1: that sort of um, like, like um, or, or, so, so you just, what,
0: plaited it or, or how do you? Um, so that that one is, that's coiled and then stitched with the bindweed itself. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, and I also use it, um, I also, what do I understand? The bindweed. are generally work in that way with it. Um, it's quite it's a bit flat. Other things. So this is. But um, well, I just um,
1: want to yes. ask about that. That one. Um The, um, okay. the colors. The colors yes. are just amazing. Yeah. I love that it's so. So
0: that's you know, that's just natural changes natural. in. Color. Yeah. But does
1: it change? Does it change? Um, from from year to year, the the the, the colors change or the seasons that they, when you use um, it
0: it it's there's a natural variation in the colors of the stems anyway so when i when i pull them some some of them have got a sort of purple tinge to them some of them a bit yeah. more greeny they're, they're they're green when i when i uh gather them but with these kind of mix of, of of other tones in there and then as they dry they go to this lovely kind of um mix of browns um so, all, again, all the materials will, um, as they dry, they'll, they're kind of, their tones will mellow. Um, mm. But it's only, it's only really when you actually see it, kind of used in this way, that you become aware of those tonal change. I think because they're kind of, the fibres are laid next to each other, and and so yeah. on. It, it just really it brings that out. Um, the other, the other thing that I'm using a lot of is dandelion stems. So this is woven. Dandelion cordage, um, and again you get um, you get a coming, lovely shift in tones. I don't know if you can see in there that okay. some are lighter, some are darker. It's a lovely kind of golden quality to it. So This is literally the the stem the stems of the dandelion so i pick the what when they grow quite long in the spring that yeah. the ones that grow in long grass so not the ones that get mown in the lawn there's uh, yeah. no point with those um they need to be nice and long um and, it, and when they're amongst long grass they will grow really quite long the longest one i picked this year was uh, measured was um 98 centimeters what? Uh, i mean that's unusual but um but yeah. they do, they can grow really long, so those I pick them when there's lots of them. Again, they get dried, um, and then um, and then I make um, twist it into a basically into a string um, cordage, mm. and then um, in this case it's woven. I've got um, I've got another piece here which is actually about to go off to America. So this oh. is um, this is braided. Um, stems and this is again, the you dandelion. Really see that tonal this shift is, yeah. yeah isn't that incredible i mean you
1: cannot imagine that when you see a dandelion no i know that, that could be the color
0: <laughs> yeah yeah when, and again they they so they they start off green and then they kind of shift to a sort of golden yellowy color wow. and then and then as i'm working with them they they um they kind of mellow to the this mix of browns as well so
1: yeah. But so you, you say that you experiment a lot. So uh, you know, do you really look at things and think, "Hey, let let me get a hand on that and let me get in and try and see what happens." Yeah,
0: I think it's it it's always informed by other things, though. So so although yeah. the materials that I'm using are quite unconventional, and I mean the the dandelions in particular and the bindweed, that's something that um, has kind of come from working with other or learning about other plant materials that might be used more traditionally in basket making. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so looking at a material and and understanding how you need to, to treat it to be able to use it. And then thinking, right, well, if I can do it with that material, I wonder if I can do it with this one and so it's it's not just that it's all kind of come at once it's it's little steps along the way Mm -hmm. it's learning little snippets of things with one material and then and then kind of transposing that or trying that on something else and then thinking well you know and 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 not everything works but um yeah, I do, I do. I feel like I'm always learning. And, and I, you know, that to me is, sat, is satisfactory. I like to be always pushing on to the next thing. So, um, I mean, the bindweed, that that's really something I've only been working with this year. And, um, and again, I'm just, I've, I've worked with it in on a particular scale, and then I'm kind of pushing it on and seeing if I can scale that up or in different forms or so. I'll try one thing. Learn learn how to work with it, and then see how I can push it on. Um, and yeah, um,
1: this is amazing. I love that. And but you say it's not functional. Um, but the the ones the, the little mats that you woven, I mean that can be used.
0: Well, I mean i I, I wouldn't. They're not intended to be functional. Um, okay. And also the the amount of time and effort that goes into making those. Um, I mean, when you, if you compare that to something like a, I don't know, something you'd get in a, in a shop that was kind of cheap made mm. and, and probably un, by somebody that's underpaid in a, in another country. And um, you, you know, somebody might pay a few pounds for something and then I'm spending kind of tens of hours on something. Yeah. And they, are then being so so they they're kind of being presented as as art pieces in a gallery situation Mm -hmm. so they're an entirely different kind of thing really um so yeah I mean you could you could make some sort of um functional object with some of it but um when you're then trying to kind of present these as as art pieces it's it's very different kind of context really yeah
1: yeah and
0: and I think Mm -hmm. I, I, I would hope that um, people seeing these works would be, un- you know, are understanding that it's an unconventional material and that mm. there's a huge amount of work um, gone into getting it to that state.
1: But it it will. You are actually making us look at nature differently, you know, because you you like you say you look at the dandelion and you you can see something. Made from that, and you know, if I I see it now like that, uh, we just look at dandelions as little weeds, you know. (laughs) And I think it is a wonderful way of what you are doing, also making us look differently at nature at the possibilities you know that we have there
0: yeah the possibilities but also just the kind of appreciation you know the fact that we dismiss things so easily as a as an annoyance because it's in our you know it's not where we want it to be um or it's where we don't want it to be um but actually if we can um really understand um the value of of these kind of uh, dismissed things but also i mean these all of these plants are so valuable for wildlife as well so um, yeah. um mm-hmm. to, the dandelion in particular is a, is a really useful pollinator for for the insects when it's out in the spring um so i think it it's part of a kind of celebration of that as well um mm-hmm. and um yeah just an appreciation of 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 what's around us
1: but now Tell me Alice now you when you started creating these artworks of course there's always and this is what many artists also tell me it's always that side uh, that they don't really enjoy and that's the business side of things <laughs> because you have to market yourself and you have to um tell people your story and, and so on so was this is this something that you find or that you found easy to Get people to understand what you're doing.
0: Um, I wouldn't say easy. I mean, I think it, like you say, it goes hand in hand with with being um, self employed, working freelance. You 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 have to be um, you have to be an expert in all areas of your yeah. business, not just in your materials and what you're making. Um, I think I'm quite I'm fairly well organized, so I do kind of try and organize my time. Um, at, so that I'm, you know, doing doing all the things I need to. Um, social media is really useful in that sense. You know, um, uh, being able to to kind of um, share a certain amount of what you're doing and um, uh, is is a nice way of. I mean, it in a sense, there's no point making spending time making these things if if then nobody ever sees them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I particularly enjoy doing books, so that's something that I've. Um, uh done as as w- I've done books for for publisher but also um I've self-published so every time I've done a um a, a big project I've I've done a publication that goes with it so and that in some ways has become um the kind of the product if you like because because mm-hmm. a lot of my my work is is either not that easily it's not very really commercial work yeah. so um so to be able to have something, um, a, a book that tells the story of the work and what's behind it and interprets it, um, that can be sent out all over the world. And so people can um, uh, access that without necessarily even mm-hmm. having seen my work in person. Um, so I found that that's been quite a, a, a nice um a nice kind of a a surprise really I didn't set out to to be a self-publisher but um each time I've done um a project I've I've learned more about about how to to present it in that form and quite Mm. enjoy doing that Um, yeah so um I mean I'm not the I'm probably not the the best businesswoman in the world but um (laughs) you know I try my best um and uh yeah and you do exhibitions as well yeah, yeah, so I make mm-hmm. make things for exhibitions. Um I, I have done solo exhibitions in the past. I've also been in various kind of group exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Um I I mean I've got work at the moment in um in a gallery in London, Jagged Art, and then also um there's an exhibition in in Leeds, on at the moment that's got some of my work in um I'll send off these two framed pieces I've got here to America for an exhibition later in the the autumn um so so yeah exhibitions is a I mean to me that's the that's the kind of aim for my work mm. is to be in galleries um and the other stuff kind of goes alongside really
1: yeah and you're also teaching you're you you also doing workshops
0: yeah yeah i teach lots of workshops um in you know various places around the country um occasionally abroad as well um and again that just kind of goes hand in hand as soon as people are seeing your work they want to they want to come learn how to do some of the techniques Mm -hmm. um and and also as a as a a freelance artist that generally is is how you make make some uh, make a living. um so the teaching is, is a really important part mm-hmm. of it. And do you find that people
1: are more getting more interested in that? Because now also we are more aware of the environment after the whole pandemic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, I've, my workshops have been popular for a number of years, but I think that mm-hmm. that's also, you know, people um get to know your work, the more people get to know your work, the more people want to come on on things. Um, but yeah, I think there is definitely a, a particular interest in, in working in sustainable ways. Um, um, I mean that there's always been there's always been an interest in that, but I think yeah. it's becoming more mainstream. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think so too, yeah. But Alice, tell me now, um, what are your wishes for the future? how many plants are you going to find <laughs> experiment with
0: um i don't know i mean I, I i never really know kind of what um what's coming next in terms of where my works going i mean i'm i'm making so at the moment i'm making some bigger work um uh, big, bigger pieces than I ever have done in these materials. I've I've made big work that was cloth and paper-based before, but I've um, ever since working with these kind of found and gathered materials, I've been working on a much smaller scale because um, it, it's much harder to um, have enough material to work bigger. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm trying to push that and um, and see how I can scale things up. Um, so that's that's interesting. I don't know where that will um, where that will go. Um, um and I've just um I've just had um another book published by Batsford um is it okay to show that yes, <laughs> um, so that so um Wild Textiles is um that it just came out last week so um mm. this was uh this is the second book I've done for Batsford and this has mm. got a lot of um other techniques in that I use and you know all about growing the different um materials and so on um so that I mean it that it, it's be interesting to see where that um where that takes me next um and um I mean I I don't know really I just want to keep keep going I I feel I've um there's there's always so much more I wish there were so many more days in the week (laughs) Um, and um there are so many things I want to be trying all the time with with either with the same materials or or try different things um Mm -hmm. So um yeah, I just want to keep making things really and um yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
1: that's amazing.
0: Do you ever find yourself
1: that where you think where you see a plant and just think or oh, is is that how you look at things around you now to think, okay, this I can maybe use for something or would it be possible to use it? Do you have that sort of um mindset when you when you look at the world around you
0: a bit yes i mean Mm -hmm. i think i think i've got a a pretty good handle on the kinds of leaves or the kind of stems that that are usable um and and also but but i think i what i also like is um is the constraints of working with what i've got access to now so um, so there i mean i often get messages from people saying oh i've got this some kind of vine growing here, and can I use it? And and my my answer is always, well, I've not worked with that specific plant because I don't have it accessible. But the best thing is to just give it a go. Um, yeah. And so uh, I feel, I mean, yes, I'm I'm I've got particular knowledge of the these materials that I've got access to, mm-hmm. and there's loads more that I know I can learn and experiment with with those specific ones. I don't feel like I need to always be moving on to different materials because, yeah. I, you know, I I want to to really kind of get to grips more with the the ones I've already got and the ones I'm working with now. Um, but I'm always open, so you know, if there's something else growing on the plot, there. I mean, there's loads of stuff that I could I could I I you know, there's there's a lifetime's work in just exploring the things yeah. on that little tiny piece of land. Really, um, mm-hmm. I've just I mean, I've done lots of. Um, bits of natural dyeing in the past but but less so more recently with these fibers that I've been concentrating on um but I've just this year for the first time tried making a a woad I've grown woad and I'm I'm trying to um use that to dye with so again that's that's another little experiment um everything it, it you then have to wait for the next season so I can experiment with what I've got this year test it out it would then take you know another year's circle to to kind of get to a point where i could then push that on a bit more and use it again so um it's a slow process everything is slow mm. and but that's how i want it that's good um mm. it's good
1: that's amazing and and it, you must have a lot of patience if you can do <laughs> that way. <right? laughs> wait for a whole year but um alice this was so lovely to talk to you i absolutely love your work um, I'm going to look for the book. Is it available on Amazon?
0: Uh, yeah, it's available through any any of the booksellers, or you can get it through my website. And um, yeah, it's it's well, it's well available at the moment. Yeah. Okay, so I'll
1: put you a link of your website on the description yeah. of the video, yeah. and then also if people want to contact you about workshops or
0: it's yeah on, that they're all listed on, on the website. website yeah all the information yeah. from there and pub, different publications and there's there's some other um podcasts and things all linked from there
1: okay okay yeah. that's wonderful but alice now i want to ask you just one last question where do you go for coffee can you do a shout out to a coffee place in your area oh,
0: gosh um where do i go for coffee so um yeah there's a really um Sorry, I was just I'm just thinking. There there are so many places around here for coffee. Um, the the place actually it it the one that I really like um is um, it's not right round the corner. It's just um a little further away in a in a little town called Ilkley, um and it's called Toast House and um they just make the best coffee, but also they make the most amazing cakes and uh, lovely things on toast it's just yeah it's a lovely place oh, really?
1: okay. <laughs> I'll put the link also in the description yeah
0: toast house in Ilkley yeah toast house. okay
1: <laughs> but Alice thank you so much for your time this is so wonderful to talk to you and thank you so much for showing some of your work and really I, I absolutely love what you're doing
0: thank you you're very welcome
1: okay Alice have a lovely afternoon
0: yeah I will thank you thank you bye <laughs> okay